Hello and welcome to Priority Roll, an Age of Sigmar podcast from sunny England. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing character of wargaming in the mortal realms. Grab your D6 and get ready for the Priority Roll. Hello and welcome to Priority Roll. This episode is another part of our Brotherhood Team event coverage mini-series where we're going to be speaking to a number of different team captains about their teams and lists. So today I'm now joined by Jack... Uh, sorry, I'm going to pronounce McQuiggan. it. McQuiggan. Jack McQuiggan, there we go. Nailed it, absolutely got it in one. From Team Go FAQ Yourself. Go f*** yourself. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. There we go. I knew there was a joke in there somewhere. Welcome, Jack. Thank you very much. Pleasure so, to be here. Well, no, it's good to have you on. You're, you're number two, captain number two to join us, um, and the third episode about Brotherhood. So uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I've been playing Warhammer like four or five years or so. Um, the main group of people I play with, my team of people I've known since like school, we all started playing together. Um, I'm a maths teacher, but more fun. That's about it. Awesome. And have you got um, any team event experience, or is this is this first we time? We went to uh, the four-man team event at, game, at Warhammer World a few years ago, a year ago maybe. And it was it was very fun. It's as, as events go, um, I think team events. The, the team event was my favourite one, just for like the whole banter and you know having other people that you can let down. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, and who or what is um, Go FAQ yourself? Um, it was just, just a funny name. Like like I said, most of the people on it. So they've got me, my friend Josh Richards, um, his older brother Ben Richards. I went to school with Ben Richards. Mike Parker, I went to school with Mike Parker, Eddie Orcock, I went to school with him. And then Sam is Josh's friend from where he lives now. Cause we oh, it's like this, a, this. a jolly old boys club from school. Yeah, yeah, basically. And uh, have you? did they comprise any of your previous team from Warhammer World as well? Yes, basically, apart from Sam and Eddie, it's the same team. Um, Eddie didn't play back then, he only started playing recently. And like I said, Sam, I, I've not actually met Sam in person, he's friends with Josh. Um they lived in Bristol together. So, what are you hoping overall to kind of achieve from the weekend? Are you are you aiming for the top spot or? Uh, no, absolutely not. Like um, none of us are like you know massively competitive gamers. Uh, I mean, I, I I've probably got the most experience in terms of games. And like you know, I frequently go like three two at events. Uh, I don't think I've ever gone four one. Um, I don't think I think Mike and Josh went four one once each. Other than that, that's at the best. Like Ben, uh, we're hoping he wins more than one game. So we can have his best ever tournament. Um, it's Eddie's first ever tournament, uh, apart from Crimbobo, where he did the doubles with me. Okay. Um, and like I said, Sam, I, I, I don't know much about his gaming experience. Excellent. So you've got quite a challenge then as a captain, kind of corralling some people that you don't necessarily know a huge amount about and, uh, yeah, and lists main, as well. Yeah, main thing we're going to do is I don't want anyone to have just like a, a, a negative game, like, you know, play experience wise, um, like 24 Hunters or 24 Eels, but that might be difficult. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some tough lists out there. So uh, I yeah, think... like I mean, like you know, like Eddie or someone who's like it's he's not played very much. I don't want him to get absolutely mullered by twenty four eels. Okay, so as, as a captain, you're you're kind of in the matchup process. You're not necessarily always going to be looking at the most favourable matchup in terms of competitiveness, but also what you and your people want to get out of the weekend. So yourself with maybe slightly more tournament experience, you might be more uh, more inclined to take a tougher matchup. Whereas Eddie, who's his first first one, you wanna you wanna give him a good event, and so he will come back. Yeah, I mean, he'll definitely come back. He's very resilient, but it's just like you know, I don't want him just to have five games where he's just like that was absolutely curb stomped every single time yeah because every game he's probably gonna be like oh i've not played against this before because he's basically only played against seraphon 
mainly uh, a handful and, of and they are a, a top tier army so if you're gonna if you're gonna only do one one faction you know to cut your teeth against it might as well be seraphon i mean he he, he absolutely hates skinks he thinks they're the worst they're like the best unit in the game <laughs> oh jack what are you doing bringing him to this <laughs> it's gonna be brutal. it's gonna be a fun little team event that was that was what we were thinking oh so good so team events are quite unique and you do see quite a few quirky lists out there have you have you specifically designed your lists to for the team event or have you all just kind of taken what you want uh we, we've taken what we want um m- most of our team is what have they got painted um mike has been refining his team his stormcast team uh, for a long time like his list like he's been stormcast for a while and he's been like you know, working on sort of a similar list and changing it slightly. So he's pretty secure on his, apart from this is the first time he's using the Prime. Hmm. Uh, okay. Josh, this is his first time using Cities. Ben has always been an Ogre player, um, but now he's actually got stuff to do other than just die slowly. Um, so that'll be interesting for him because he's always been Ogres, but they've just always been like, you know, trash. Um, and now they've actually got fancy stuff. And Eddie... I know who likes magic. Thought Zinch looked cool. Yeah, there we go. So um, Mike's running Gavshaw Heart, Knight Encantor, Celestine Prime, Arcanum on Griff Charger, ten, two times ten Secretors, five Judicators, and ten Evocators. Um, yes. With an extra command point in there as well. Um, and you say he's quite, he's fairly kind of experienced with that style of list? or, or that Yeah, so he's been, yeah, he, he's very experienced. Only, this is the first proper time he's using the Prime, but like, you know he's been using Sequiturs, Evocators, Gav, and Lord Arcane for quite a while, and sort of choosing little bits and changing little bits. So he, he should be pretty pretty fine with that and pretty secure. And Ben, whilst he has been playing Ogres with without the you know without the book before, he's now using something that he's got experience with in um, in a game. Like I said, he's been yeah he's been playing Ogres for a long time, um, and he loves the Ogres and all that. But this again will be his first proper time using their new stuff. Okay, fair enough. So I guess it kind of it ties in quite nicely with what Tony Moore was saying um, in yesterday's episode, where he was speaking about not creating lists specifically for team events and going out and doing something wild and crazy, as some teams have done, whereas it's actually just relying on, on what your team members know. Yeah, because obviously that's something we didn't think about massively beforehand was, oh, it's a team event. We could, you know, use a list that would normally lose to three out of five lists but would destroy the other ones and you can pair to try and make it it gets the ones that it'll beat um like you know like 24 of any unit you know like max of any unit if you go against the counter for that unit you could just get destroyed but if you can avoid that counter because of the pairing you might win everything because you've avoided the counter so is there any any of your lists where you feel like you you could do that you know where you could refine one of your lists down to like it's it's core purpose and then turn it up to 11 yeah having thought of it i might have tried to take croak in my list because okay. um, he's another thing where Croak can be very strong or very weak, depending on if you know they've got the right counter to him. Um, or maybe like you know the Evocators and the Sequiturs. If you could like turn that up to eleven and go like, if they're weak to Evocators, I've got like twenty and just wipe them out. Whereas here with ten, if they're weak to Evocators, those ten will do a lot, but it might not be enough to sort of win the game outright with them. No, that that makes sense. And did you have any deconfliction issues with uh, you know like people wanting to run the same faction? Uh, not the same faction. Uh, I don't think we... Josh owns um, Stormcast, but he was pretty keen on going for cities. We we had to do a lot of stuff for the endless spells. You notice Eddie has got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight endless spells. And then we have Harrowheart, and then we have Seraphon. So we've got a lot of people who like endless spells. So we did we did have to sort of divvy them out a bit. And Eddie, Eddie's your new player? Yes. Do you think giving him, what have we got, two, four, six, eight, nine, nine endless spells to a new player with a Zinch list? Is he, uh, is he ready for that? Um, 
<laughs> we'll have to find that. Like I said, we didn't like like I didn't like say, oh, you should take this list or you should do this. He came up with a list completely himself. Okay. And he wants to do that. He just loves the idea of just chucking loads of magic out. So who am I to say no? No, that's interesting. It'll be really interesting to see how he does, given that I, I think mass uh, units that have um, rather uh, armies that have loads of endless spells can be quite tricky to manage um, mm. and as a newer player in a tough environment it might be uh, it might be quite tricky but time will tell perhaps he's a he's a dark horse well he's he's quite organized he's made a whole like little remember me type things to help him remember things and excellent uh, oh and aos reminders are good for that as well isn't it yeah so he's made his own sort of version of that um and like condensed it but yeah aos reminders is great i always start with that and then sort of copy it into word and make it a bit more concise but it's a great starting point so in terms of other teams are there any out there that you're you're kind of particularly fearful of you know that, that don't quite that you don't think you've got an answer for um like in a person like my list kind of level if i go against like you know 24 eels or 24 hunters i'm not sure what i can do because you know like the hunters they'll kill my slam first turn like okay then i guess i'll just die slowly well it depends because with some of those lists where they've gone like full-on loads of these units they've gone a bit light on maybe the heroes and maybe it's one where you need a hero to score or maybe the objective ones or because even with like 24 kind of hunters that's 24 bodies like i can summon like that in one turn um horde armies i don't unless they let me run gotrek into their horde i don't think i can kill enough do enough damage Mm, and he's quite uh, slow isn't he so yes and i know you can make him fly with the slam command ability uh yeah the spell or so spell he's, rather yeah yeah so mine's flying and hopefully with cogs movement so the plan is first turn command point him move him 12 or command point for his charge he's my only command point spender in the army well in fact yeah why don't we do this what, what let's talk about your list so run us through your list so i've always thought the issue with seraphon is they don't have anything that's got a punch like they can li- they've got enough skinks and objectives for days like skinks can do everything skinks win the game all the time but you go against someone just chucks like 10 sequiturs on the point in a big circle and you're like what do i have that can actually get rid of them there's very little that they have that can do it like they have no combat presence um and there's a got trek when i saw him i was like well he's just a little combat unit isn't he so um he's sort of that thing that i think seraphon are missing so i built a list around using him um so i thought get him flying get him faster i summon loads of skinks and then i was like what else do i need what if they've screened off from gotrek so he can't kill something good so i need to shoot that so i've got my bastilladon free raised dons engine for you know more wounds or more skinks so hopefully their little heroes that are hiding get shot by raised dons or bastilladons and gotrek can just kill their entire army while i summon 400 skinks so you're putting out putting a lot into into gotrek is a, a heavy burden of responsibility to bear in that list yes which I, I did think in my head i was thinking like for a team event that might be okay because i can draft him away from the ones where they can just run around him or avoid him and put him towards where they're like they want to get into combat and i'm like well force them to get into combat with him or like you know if they're slow themselves get him on them is there anything your list kind of does particularly well that your other team lists don't um obviously teleporting twice a turn is amazing is a gimme it's brilliant isn't it yeah i've, I've probably got the best shooting with the bastilladon the raisons they're re-rolling because of the astrolith bearer yeah um and obviously i'll have a lot of skinks they don't count as doing damage though no but they they as you say they they can they're so good for bounce objectives. around the board and uh, retreat as well and do all sorts a vast majority of my games that i win at tournaments are me getting battered for five turns oh but by the way skinks won me the game yeah absolutely yeah i can i can relate to that with um you know the, the list that i was running uh you know but it's not the pterodons the pterodons do the damage but the skinks win you the objectives yeah exactly so i haven't got 21 pterodons 
Uh, I've got six Ripodactyls, so I thought I'd go with Gotrek to do the damage, Bastilodons to like, shoot a key things, and then just outnumber them with Skinks, hopefully. So I've got Bell and, and Cogs. So Cogs is first turn, make Gotrek go faster. Then from then on, more Skinks. Okay, so you're kind of... You want to get Gotrek up up somewhere interesting and then start to slow down time to generate more spells, to generate more summoning points, to generate more yes. skinks, essentially. So it's distract the enemy, like fire Gotrek towards the kind of the t- the most dangerous thing that... Yeah, exactly. Like If there's like four objectives, yeah? I'll have my slam fortress on the one objective. Gotrek can just go live on another one. Bastilladon and like, you know, a little bit can go on the other one. And then hopefully they'll leave an opening for some skinks to nick the, the fourth one, like that kind of thing, or, you know... As soon as they have six models on an objective, well, I've got ten skinks nearby. Yeah, and especially when it's your turn, you can teleport charge and then retreat in one go. Oh, yeah, and, and nab it. with cogs as well, making it seven-inch charge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's 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 kind of... And you can use the double teleport to sling a hero there if uh, if you had a spare Star Priest or something. Yeah, I mean, I've got a Star Priest, and he doesn't really have much of a role um, other than to summon cogs first turn. No, exactly. And if he's if he's achieved his aim there already, then he could potentially teleport over with the skinks to give them that reroll. Yeah, exactly. So that's after that point he's kind of expendable. Surplus. Although um Mystical and Forgings is not too bad. Yeah, so they've got a nasty little artifact. And again, it's only got a twelve inch range of that, so another reason why he's he's the expendable one. He can get up close and do it. But you can teleport and do it, so Yeah, exactly. Teleport nine away and then unforge something. Yeah. And like the flying spell, I can always change it with the slam. Of so, course, you know, yeah, yeah. It might be good early on, but when he's just in full combat mode. Although, piling in with a flying Gotrek is, I've discovered, really, really strong. Oh, absolutely. He's a tiny little model, and you can yeah. pop over lines, can't you? And like the number of times you go, like, okay, so I'll move, I'll pile in here, kill this unit. Oh, and I'm 2.9 inches away from this other unit. I guess I'll attack that one as well. <laughs> it's brutal. I, I genuinely think that, that spell, and, and to be honest, if you're running pure Seraphon, the Slan's command ability as well is, is really cheeky. People forget that something's flying. You know, you can charge your skins... If your skinks are, oh flying skinks yeah flying so skinks then retreating like over a unit yeah I mean you just do it you like okay they walk forward ten because of cogs charge forward let's say eight if I roll to six which is like you know more than half the time so I've removed eighteen withdraw another eight I've moved twenty six in the direction I want to go speedy little lizards to be honest <laughs> and they're just like what and as you say that's what wins you the game is is the yeah. ability to kind of move around the board with with kind of impunity let's say because you can you can gain eight inches in this scenario that you just used you can gain eight inches by charging and then another eight inches by yeah by fleeing without yeah. suffering any damage so yeah, yeah it's, and it's i'm of... not going to be doing much combat other than that um obviously gotrek i'm going to be wanting to get in combat all the time but he's most time he, he's not going to mind going after the skinks depending on what he's in combat with um i think his main use in a lot of times will be if i'm against 40 grots he's the reason he's the only way i'm going to kill him yeah so if he can just tag one of them they're not going to do any damage to him because like six of them are going to get to him and then he can just massacre the rest. Sounds interesting. I look forward to seeing how it does over the weekend. And then with the other lists out there, you've got a Hallow Heart list as well? Yes. So Josh, he's been a Dark Elf player for a long time. Okay. Yeah, I can see uh, his Dark Shards, Black Garden, Executioners and then some Canaries in there. Yeah, and he's got some Sorcerers of Black Dragon. So he's he's always been coming to tournaments as Darkling Covens anyway. So this is almost, again, like an improved version of the list he's been running and like you know, he's not just gone for Harrow Heart because they're they're really good. He's it's the list he's been wanting to play for ages, and then this has happened. Oh, actually, I can make them even better with this, and I can use what I already have and what I want to use with this. That's what I love about the city's book is that 
it has the flexibility to take people who have just like loved a faction as long as that faction wasn't say a swift hawk agent um you know you can take darkling covens and you can do, run the same old list and just yeah. make it better and just put it yeah, in the city and do something different so for perfect, this example yeah. hallow heart yeah because i mean it's it's great for exactly what he wanted to do and he had stormcast as well and it lets him just chuck in his ballistas and like i said he's got a lot of mortals and shooting but then he's also got 60 units 60 models that are aren't terrible yeah executioners can uh, can you know you say kick out of a fair few mortals i think the ballistas you know they're they're you see them a lot in lists but then you don't stormcast you don't see enough stormcast at tournaments in my, in my view I, it's a shame i think with stormcasts they they sort of fall into now that sort of trend of they if they're going to do shooting just take a load of raptors like you see that a lot where they have like nine raptors in the sky type thing which kind of do the ballista thing but a lot punchier yeah, I feel like there's. Um, I feel like we may have fallen into a bit of a rut with Stormcast. I feel like there's some untapped potential in there, especially with the cities books as well. So the kind of twenty five percent of your units can be Stormcast, um, and it feels a shame to you know only run Stormcast via another book. But I, I, I hope that the cities book is going to breathe a bit more life into other people taking Stormcast units to events and also making people look at look at Stormcast in a slightly different way. Yeah. So we've got the other Stormcast we spoke a little bit about. Yeah, so yeah, you've got you've got Mike there as well, who's bringing his Stormcast. And as you say, he's uh, he's testing out the Prime and running something that he's comfortable with. We've also got Ben running Ogres. So, yes. So you've got quite a varied bunch of lists. Well, that's what we were thinking about when we were designing our list and putting it and deciding what to do and think. We weren't thinking of like, you know, let's specialise really heavily into this. We were more thinking, um, who can deal with this? Oh, if you, uh, none of us can deal with it. Can one of us make something to deal with it? So none of our lists are like, they're all quite all-rounders, but we have thought about, oh, who can go against Slanesh? Who can go against this? That kind of thing. And what were the kind of like big bads that in, in your mind when you were designing these lists or, or kind of coming together with um, the team? We, one sec, I've got, I've got a spreadsheet that I made. Excellent, a spreadsheet. Oh, we've got loads of spreadsheets here. So like... Um, Think stuff like who can deal with high damage people or who can deal with massive volume for tax people. So, you know, uh, who can deal with Slanesh or who can deal with a lot of mortal wounds, a lot of magic attacks. Who can who doesn't mind if someone can ignore their spells, that kind of thing. Um, so pro- more general than saying like uh, who wants to face this this person, who wants to face this person. More like who doesn't mind going against a hundred of them, like, you know, hundred chaff. Yeah. OK, so you've done your threat assessment and you're kind of looking at thematic trends rather than faction, you know, like the meta. So that if the meta does change, it's not, you know, like Plague Monks. Let's say suddenly everyone everyone is not taking Plague Monks. Um, but how do I deal with a Gitmob hold? Exactly. Cause... Or sorry, a Gloomspite Gitmob. <laughs> Where did I get Gitmob from? A Gloomspite hold rather than a Plague Monk hold. Just the loads, is the loads of gobbles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Because like, for example, like I said with mine, other than Gotrek, if I've got to kill 100 models, I'm not going to. <laughs> Uh, I know, what, like, co- like maximum output wise, Razorons can do like they're going to do like twelve. Bastilladon will do like eight, twenty wounds a turn. And they've got a hundred goblins. It's nothing. Um, it's going to be a few, a few tough matchups for you. I feel, Jack. Yeah. Sorry, right, I'll just bait them off the point and win with skanks. <laughs> or put Fingers the uh, bone reapers against them. I think he can just deal with hordes for days. Uh, and are, th- are there any lists? in the opposing teams that you've looked at that you're thinking I don't want to face that or like you know I'm not uh, sure the team's got an answer for that I think we're going to struggle really against um, Iron Iron Fist okay um, why is that like I'm looking at this this random one here when they've got like what like 40 hard boys a load of brutes gore choppers and it's just like there's so 
tanky and damaging for what they are. Like I've I've got nothing to send into combat with them. Like what can I send against twenty yard boys? Like Gotrek. Okay, no, he'll just die probably, or like kill like five of them. <laughs> um, Bastiladon will die, um, and that's my they're my tankiest things. Whereas I don't have the damage to do them. Like I think Bone Reapers will be fine against things like that. I think he's got the hordes and the damage output and the things. Um, but like with our Zinch, we've got like you know six units off chaff but there are a lot of these armies that can do 30 or 40 wounds fairly easily straight away and kill off loads of that chaff um and if his lord of change dies and he's not summoning much back he's knackered um so like yeah there's a lot of this meaty but punchy stuff um, that makes sense and i think there's nine iron fists yeah there's it's quite a popular but then it's Iron Jaws, isn't it? Who, who doesn't yeah. love Iron Jaws? I'm so glad they're good now. Yeah, like, I mean, I'd much rather... The destruction are pretty pretty cool, thematically-wise. Like, if I I think I'd go... Well, other than Seraphon, I own, like, about 30 squigs. Um, oh, man off my heart. Yeah. Who doesn't love a squig? Quig squigs is the plan. Right, okay, so before we wrap up, um, what's been the most challenging thing about kind of corralling this team together as captain? Um, well, I mean, mine's fine, because all my models are painted, uh, actually, Mike as well. All his are painted, but the other ones. I mean, I don't think they've got two thousand points of painted models together at the moment. I know Sam's still painting like um, his Mortark of the Necropolis, which is a quarter of his army, plus a load of other guards. Um, Josh, he's recently had a baby, and I don't think he's painted anything since. So he's just, it's endless pictures of him painting stuff. Eddie, I'm bringing a load of endless spells and I have to paint some other ones for him to use because he's painted sixty horrors plus others to summon in about three weeks or so. And Ben, his his MO is we all paint his models the night before a tournament. I mean, I've been guilty of that in the past. But, and it's, it's not a tournament without a painted deadline. He says exactly. drastically painting up his Space Marines for the 40k GT final this very weekend. <laughs> I've literally got Space Marines and paint in front of me. <laughs> so I feel your pain on that. At um, the last team event, we were just all sitting around dry brushing loads of Sylvan F woods for him. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. It's, it's, it's great having a chat with you because it, you're coming from this to this event with a completely different perspective as as Tony, the last captain we spoke to, oh um, and it's it just shows just shows that actually like whilst this event there are some really cutthroat lists out there and there's some incredibly like there's some crazy teams that you know teams made up of like two podiums worth of people um, themselves that you're coming at it from like a really kind of chilled out kind of perspective. You just you just want to go to an event and have have some fun games with your mates and and see how you do. Yeah, and avoid Team Keen. Avoid Team Keen. <laughs> <laughs> well, avoid those those kind of hunters. You've you've already name dropped uh, Laurie's list. You... Although saying that, I've played three of them, and they were all very lovely people when I played them. Oh, they are. They are absolutely. Yeah. They're just very keen, <laughs> as the name suggests. Yeah. Well, we had we had Laurie and Steve on uh, a couple of episodes ago, so uh, which uh, you may have listened to already, but uh, yeah. I've not listened to it yet. But I played I played I played those two. They're uh, yeah. Well, it's genuinely like they're they're one of the teams that have have got a bunch of strong players and a bunch of strong lists. So they're definitely up there, uh, you know, for contending. And uh, it's I will be... have to bring up one thing. Go Laurie will it. be upset if I don't mention this. Oh, I played it. him at Facehammer a few years ago, and I actually beat him because my engine of the gods got me three turns in a row. Back back when the engine of the gods could, oh, could yeah. generate U turns, yeah. I bring it up every time I see him because I'm sure was, Laurie his will, will love you for that. Yeah. It's all right. Laurie's Laurie's not not one to uh, to be shy of some janky mechanics. Don't worry. So <laughs> if it was in his book, he'd be doing it. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks very much for joining us. Um, before thanks we move on to me. the kind of last couple of questions, um, have you got any shout outs, clubs, or Twitter? Uh, no, I don't. I think I've got a Twitter, but I don't really go on it. <laughs> no worries. 
<laughs> cool. Right. So final questions then. If you could protect one thing about Age of Sigmar and never have it change, what would it be? And oh. if you could only change one thing about Age of Sigmar and the rest of the game would never change, what would that be? It's going to have to be related to Seraphon, both of these. Okay, go for it. Um, the, the thing I'm worried about is, if obviously, I, I want Seraphon to get a new book. That would be the thing I change. And I, I want them to just be amazing. And like Saurus to have two wounds and be usable is the thing I'd change. Give every Saurus two wounds and make them good. Um, but the thing I'd have to keep the same is probably the allegiance abilities of Seraphon. I'm, I'm worried that they'll do a new book and just get rid of everything that I'm used to. Okay. And I will use our little niche of being able to be the little sneaky dudes. I like being the sneaky dudes. So very faction focused. You want to you wanna protect what Seraphon have got, but you also... What about the game itself? Is there anything sp- about the game that you'd want to, as a whole, that you'd like to protect or change? Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, um, I think there's too many... Like like this? Oh, no, no, I love it. I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> no, go on. Go, say what you're gonna say. Like the t- terrain and stuff like that. Like all these little fancy rules that seem like rules that make don't achieve anything. I don't like rules that don't achieve anything. Okay. Where like you know, oh this happens or roll roll a dice on a six, heal one wound, and like stuff like that. Where you're like, okay, or like um, skinks. Like what's the point in attacking with skinks? Like I've rolled seventy dice for shooting with skinks. And they've made four save rolls. Ah, it's just... well, yeah, but, but the, the one wound they do can win you a game, so, you know. Yeah, but just of, like, you know, challenge. somehow to, like, condense that maybe, make, make them better, but less shots, that kind of thing. Okay, right, okay, so it's kind of distill, less less dice being thrown for, for yeah. the same result. Okay, and what about protect? What what one thing about the game as a whole would you protect? Let's say the, the whole game is being rewritten from the ground up. The movement shenanigans, like, combat-wise, you know, I love doing the whole, like, well, actually, if I move this guy three inches around here in combat, I've now blocked your guy and you can't walk on. Or, you know, like, my skinks run away here and your guy's on the objective. My guy's 3.2 inches away, which gets them 5.9 inches away from the objective, so I've claimed it. Stuff like that. I love doing that. Okay, so the the kind of fluid movement of the the skirmish rule set and all the little shenanigans, like making sure you're piling in towards the closest guy, but, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah, all little movement shenanigans. I know a lot of people don't like that, but I love it. Like the whole little, like, oh, you've put this guy here, slightly wrong, or, you know, I can move this guy through this little bit here or fly over and smack him. No, absolutely makes perfect sense. Right, well, Jack, as I say, thank you for joining us and best of luck at the event. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Priority Roll. If you want to get in touch with us, we're at Priority Roll on both Twitter and Instagram. You can send us an email, priorityrollpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash priority roll and leave us a voice message. If you want to leave us some feedback, we're always looking to improve. Or if you just want to suggest a topic to talk about on one of our upcoming shows, then feel free to get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for listening to Priority Roll.